Hey there, if you're listening to this and you support us on Patreon, you can hear it via the Patreon page and free. You're listening to Sound Opinions, and this week we'll hear comments from our listeners and some buried treasures picks from our staff. I'm Jim DeRogatis. And I'm Greg Cotton. And of course, Jim, you and I are going to share our own batch of buried treasures. Great music flying under the mainstream radar. Oh, yeah. You know, we always like to say how we uh, choose these treasures, Greg. Uh, emails from listeners, uh, emails from uh, folks we know, recommendations from friends, uh, reading nonstop about music, and uh, and publicists uh, telling us, hey, this might be up your alley. So uh, I'm excited to dive in. Are you? Absolutely. Uh, it's always fun to do this, Jim, because there's so much music out there that we don't feel... Uh, gets enough recognition. We only have so many uh, s- slots for reviews <laughs> every month, you know, so this gives us a, a bunch of bonus picks, so, so to speak. Yeah, and many of these records may not be reviewed by other places. I'm going to start with one that deserves to be widely heard, Say She She, a song called uh, Pink Roses. This is a Brooklyn disco pop trio, Uh, and uh, they are devoted to the sounds of Studio 54 circa the mid-'70s. I I think they capture that vibe really well. Aside from the bands that were there, I think they do it as well as anybody since, uh, 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 including D-Light. Remember Mm. D-Light? Oh, yeah. I remember remember that. You know, the celebratory sound of disco, which was also a protest music. Let's never forget. The name uh, Say She She uh, is a nod to Nile Rodgers' Chic. Say Chic. Say chic. (laughs) I love that. We've got the harmonies. We've got the hooks. We've got the up-tempo grooves. um, We've got former members of the Dap Kings and the Extraordinaires contributing. I gather that when Say She She plays live, they are a uh, seven-piece band. But the three women at the core uh, have made a new record, and, uh, and I love it. The debut album is called Prism. This is a single from it called Pink Roses, Say She She on Sound Opinions. Roses, say she she, Greg. Uh, I like the disco uh, I know direction you you're going in uh, because it also fits uh, my first pick, a BBO Sound Machine uh, from an album called Electricity. It's an Afro-funk band from London formed in 2013. Uh, they made a series of records, but this is the first with uh, another uh, disco-influenced act uh, producing, Hot Chip. A mm. uh, group that I've loved for, for years, synth pop giants uh, in, in England as well. Super energetic live. They are, and so is a Bibio sound machine. Uh, the group brings in those disco influences, but also 
uh, as I mentioned, uh, they, they have roots in southeastern Nigeria. Ibibio is a group of a, a group of people that live in in Nigeria, mm. and uh, that that is their language as well. Uh, the lead singer Eno Williams, uh, namesake uh, Eno, uh, somebody you're going to love, Jim, just for the <laughs> name alone. Uh, she's a dynamic uh, front woman, and uh, she sings in both English and Ibibio. Uh, and you're hearing this sort of multi-culty vibe throughout the music. Uh, the uh, track I want to play, Protection from Evil, from Abibio Sound Machine on Sound Opinions. <laughs> That is protection from evil from Abibio Sound Machine. I love that part uh, in the middle where they use the vocoder. Yeah. And, 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 and it's kind of channeling Grace Jones. Yeah. That, that's in here too. Yeah. Really good stuff. Um, Greg, uh, I'm going to get heavier for a minute. I had uh, first corresponded with an artist named Tim McCready a couple of years ago. He's a survivor, a middle-aged survivor of childhood sexual abuse, and he's a singer-songwriter. And he sent me uh, his new uh, video and uh, a great song called Great Man Singing. Um, You know, he writes, it's about how power and charisma can enable predators like R. Kelly and so many others. I haven't seen many songs about this, and I think there should be more. Uh, I I agree. Uh, And he is, in the video, uh, ticking off the list of some of the male predators who have Mm -hmm. been brought down by Me Too. And... uh, talking uh, about a place of empowerment that comes from admitting you were victimized and uh, and uh, speaking out against it. Um, you know, it, it's a powerful song, I think, especially when you dive into the lyrics, and the video is fantastic as well. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, Tim McCready performs as Timothy Bailey and the Humans. This is Great Man Singing. You hear the great man singing and you think the song is about you when Even if it is, well, it's still a murder ballad But you give the guy a pass when it's good at playing creepy He wants to make you cry But you long for his comfort Timothy Bailey and the Humans, Great Man Singing. Um, You know, Timothy further writes, uh, the hideous storms of being abused as a child follow you throughout life. Uh, Sometimes they inspire great art, uh, it's sad to say, uh, but powerful stuff, it grabbed me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, really fascinating track, Jim, and uh, I'm glad you played that. Uh, you know, people ask us how you find these buried treasures, and it's a it's a catch-all. It can be any any which way possible. Mm-hmm. I stumbled across this band that I'm going to play next, Off Peak Arson. 
uh, and searched in vain for information about who they were, what they are. I just love this track. You know, uh, it, it's extraordinary, Greg, how many of our buried treasure submissions, often from the artists, mm-hmm. right? I'm an artist. I love your show. Would you listen to my track? And we do. And then you can't find a thing about them on the net. Well, it's as if they do not exist. If the artist is sending it to you herself or himself, uh, they should be able to provide a little background. Uh, this one was recommended by uh, a friend. He said, hey, what, did you th- what do you think of this? And uh, I thought, wow, I'd love this, especially the guitar, the way the guitar just takes out the song. Mm. What I've been able to assemble about off-peak arson is that they're a, a co-ed duo from Memphis, Tennessee. Who knows where this is going to go? They put out a four-song EP in 2021. Uh, they released a couple of singles this year. This is one of the latest ones, Vivid, that I'm going to play from off-peak arson on Sound Opinions. That is vivid from Off Peak Arson. Stick with that track to the end. The guitar just blows me away. Just carries that song into the in off the end of the horizon. It, it really does. It starts out kind of indie pop and then goes into this uh, noisy end of shoegaze. I, I love it. Um, you know, Greg, I I, I teach uh, two giant lecture courses for first year students at Columbia every fall. Many of them are musicians. I always tell them I'm not going to listen to your track <laughs> until after the class ends. All right, and I've graded you. <laughs> um, but I got an email the other day uh, from Noah. He said I took your class at Columbia in 2019 and I loved it. Mm-hmm. I'm putting out my third single next week. So Noah. Weiner or Weiner uh, performs as Lev UFO. He he wrote a bio, short bio, right? <laughs> Who is Lev? Lev UFO is a being from an unknown planet. I remember teaching them about <laughs> Sun Ra. I think he got that idea. He touched down on Earth with a singular purpose to lose himself on stage, sing, rap, and sometimes scream his heart out about the struggles of someone who has a lot to prove to the universe. That is virtually every buried treasure artist we ever highlight. So Lev these days uh, is, uh, he, he says, he can be found uh, walking his tortoise, befriending strangers, delivering food via DoorDash, and uh, recording in his bedroom. Hmm. Um, but he also made a video, right? There's a lot of great independent video uh, being made uh, along with singles. And... Um, You know, it's him, uh, as he says, just wearing my boxers in the snow and jumping around. And the video starts with him saying, Ma, and he's sick as a dog in bed. Ma, I know you said I'd get sick if I did this. I did. (laughs) (laughs) But it was worth it for his art. This, he says, is one of his few songs, which is only about one thing. It's about loving someone but having doubts that the love is reciprocated, true and loyal. So, again, all in caps, with an exclamation point, again, Lev UFO. I gotta ask you, do you love someone? I don't know. I'll try to move on from you if so. Someone I don't know I'll try to move on from 
Lev UFO again with the exclamation points, all in caps. He's shouting. He's jumping in the snow. Uh, I'd like to think he took something away from my class. I love it. He's when gi- you're giving him an A plus, is that what you're I'm saying? I'm giving him an A plus. I can't okay. remember what he got in the class. <laughs> Maybe this makes up for it, right? Yeah. I want to go to Seattle for my next pick, Jim. Brittany Davis is the name of the artist that I want to play. A Seattle-based musician, as I said, happens to be black and non-binary. And and this artist is in a band with Stone Gossard of Pearl Jam called Uh-oh. Painted Shield. <laughs> Don't hold that against yeah, them. Exactly. I mean, whatever, whatever Pearl Jam conjures in your mind, yeah. uh, Brittany Davis is an artist to be reckoned with on their own terms. Mm. Brittany Davis has released a four-song debut EP, I Choose to Live, Mm. in which a lot of the struggles faced by people who are not considered part of mainstream society are addressed directly. Mm. Um, And the the music reflects it in the blender of rock, soul, hip-hop, R&B, a little bit of pop sugar coating on there. Uh, But there's definitely a song-oriented approach to... Uh, what I would consider a protest record, really. Mm. I mean, it's it, it's it's a declaration of a statement of purpose about humanity, but also a protest record in terms of, you know, we're in desperate times. Uh, if we're not going to declare who we are and what we are and be proud about it, what, what have we got left? What mm. is there beyond yeah. that? Uh, the song I want to play is called I Choose to Live. I think a very well-stated uh, declaration of humanity, the title track from this EP from Brittany Davis on Sound Opinions. Uh, never thought I'd be alive in a time like this. The country that I come to know and love is going to miss. Can't seem to figure out the equation, the separation. They beguile us with persuasion, the coins they make it. Little man became a hustler just to get the bacon. He's super bright, but no father in sight. His soul is aching. Taught to survive, mama provides, but our heart is breaking. The things done to that black queen will leave your spirit shaking. War is on the rise, we've forgotten how to win it Tears in my sister's eyes, racism is so systemic Begging mercy from God as we traverse this pandemic Them rosy Gucci glasses got all of our eyes tinted That is Brittany Davis, the title track from the four-song debut EP, I Choose to Live. Good stuff. Now it's your turn. Do you have buried treasures everyone should hear? Let us know on our Facebook group or in our Patreon community. Or leave us a message on our website at soundopinions.org so we can play it on the show. Coming up, we share more buried treasures and hear your feedback on Sound Opinions. And we are back. Let's pick up where we left off, diving uh, deep into our buried treasures. I believe I am up next, Mr. Cott. I'm going to Austria. (laughs) All right. Uh, Specifically to an Austrian national park, where this duo, Carry Carry, C-A-R-I, uh, recorded, uh, spent the pandemic recording. Yet another pandemic album. Uh, man, it was it was hell to live through. Uh, it still is. Uh, but, but great for art in so many ways. Uh, the new album from this group is called Welcome 
to Cuckoo Island. Uh, just came out. I'm going to play a single called Last Days on Earth. Uh, the goal, the group said, uh, was to write a 2000s indie anthem as if it were produced by Daft Punk or hmm. Justice. Uh, there are two people, really, that lead the band, Carrie Carrie, Stephanie Widmer on vocals, drums, and didgeridoo. I love the didgeridoo, <laughs> you know. And Alexander Cook on vocals and guitar. Uh, they made a big splash at the Primavera Sound Festival, uh, and I've been listening to the rest of the album, which I think is every bit as good as this uh, single. They strive to make cinematic music. Uh, their first album, they said they were trying to make something uh, that would fit in a Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> uh, on this album, they are shooting for Wes Anderson <laughs> and Moonrise Kingdom and Herman Hesse, as well as the 17th century pirate colony Liberatia and the volcano landscapes of the Canary Islands. Those those were the inspirations, right? And wow. now, now when you get an email like that, right? And you got you got to listen just to see how that makes sense, <laughs> and and it does. Uh, this duo is uh, uh, you know pan European. They've lived in London, Hamburg, Vienna. Now they're in this uh, Austrian national park. Go figure. Last days on Earth. Carry, carry. Carrie, Carrie, C-A-R-I. Uh, listen to the whole album. It's really good. I, I love the spooky uh, background vocals on that track. I oh, think, yeah. I think it's great. Uh, I want to come back to our hometown here, Jim. Lifeguard uh, is the name of the band. Uh, we, we talked about this earlier when we reviewed the Horse Girl record. Mm. Uh, there's a whole batch of new bands uh, arising in Chicago with the band members who are not old enough yet to drink in any of the bars that they They can only get into play. the venue when they are performing <laughs> as workers, and then they can't uh, drink when yeah, they're there. Yeah, Lifeguard is three young guys. When they made their initial records, they were all in high school. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure quite where they're at yet, but I still believe that they're all in their teens still. Uh, and this three-song debut EP, Crowd Can Talk, um, is pretty darn good. Uh, I think when I listen to this track, I, I, I hear the three musicians in this band as if they were doing somersaults over and around each other as they're hurtling toward the finish line. <laughs> yeah. There's an exuberance that cannot be, you know, you either have this or you don't. You can manufacture that energy, and, and they've got it uh, with this track. I Know, I Know is the name of the track from Lifeguard on Sound Opinions.
That is exuberance in a uh, in a bundle. Uh, yeah, you, you, <laughs> I you know, can, I know is the name of the track. Lifeguard is the band. Tell that those fellas uh, never stop jumping up and down. Yeah, I mean they must be a, you know a ball to see live. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I'm looking forward to more from this band. Live music? What is that? We are going to turn now to our associate producer, Sol Delgadillo. It's always fun to have you on the air, Sol. Thanks for having me. What do you got? So I am going to be playing a song called Playing God uh, by a band called Polyphia. They are a four-piece instrumental prog rock band. Hmm. Uh, they, they formed in 2010 in Plano, Texas. Prog from Plano, Texas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And prog from Seoul. That's blowing my oh, yeah. mind yeah, right. right there. Did not have <laughs> you pegged as a progressive rock fan. Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, uh, you know, Chan and... Uh, Polyphia sort of turned me on to, you know, instrumental prog rock at least. So Mm -hmm. I thought they were pretty cool. Uh, Playing God is the first single from their new album that's coming out in October. Um, and it's called New New Levels, New Devils. And it's got a bit more hip hop and EDM influence from the singles that I've heard so far. So I'm really looking forward to it. All right, let's dive in. Polyphia, playing God. Uh, you neglected to mention, Soul, the uh, Spanish guitar on I was going to say, I love that. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's one of the best things yeah. I've heard in, in weeks, if not months, Soul. That was a great pick. Thank you. The rippling percussion, too. Yeah, yeah good stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm into mm-hmm. that track, big time. Uh, Alex Claiborne, producer uh, of excellence and long-term duty to sound opinions. Once in a while, Alex, you come on the show and blow our minds with something really cool. Uh, you tend to veer more pop than the rest of us, I would say, and I, you have not disappointed once again. What, what do you got for us? This, Thank this you, week? Greg, for that lovely introduction. Um, so the artist... <laughs> you need Alex to do something for you or what? Yeah, I'm going to ask her. No, I'm going to be asking it. her for money after, after she makes this Sometimes pick. I'm a little square and I, I kind of stick to the same stuff. But um, my artist today that I want to highlight is named C-Mapped, um, Sierra Mary Alice Thompson from Dublin, mm. Ireland. She's 26 years old. And she's kind of a blend of folk, pop, country. Um, and she described her musical style as a mashup of Dolly Parton, Weird, Weird Al Yankovic, <laughs> and Katy Perry. And I was like, oh, my God. You know what? Wow. I can kind of hear elements of all of those things in the song that I am going to play from her today. Um, I heard the Dolly Parton, and, and I know you love Dolly. Uh, we, someday we're going to succeed in getting Dolly on the show, just, <laughs> just to make Alex's uh, time with us worthwhile. Uh, but also, I did not hear the Dublin. Right. 
You can That's hear it in the song that I'm going to play. She she says like three, two, one, and you can hear it mm-hmm. in only that section. So um, the song that I'm going to play is "I Want to Be a Cowboy Baby!" Exclamation point. Um, and yep. it's from her debut album. If my wife knew, I'd be dead. But new is spelled N E W. She's she's weird, and I like that. Um, and so yes, you know the song is super catchy. It's lyrically very interesting. She's really good at painting a picture. And this is what she said about the song, which I connected to a lot in a lot of ways. Um, It's mainly about urban isolation, about having all of the freedom and resources to do whatever you want, but still choosing to do nothing out of a deeply embedded social anxiety and detachment from your own emotions. (laughs) I was like, girl, woo! Um, she has a line, my style icon is the Wolverine between each finger lies the key to getting home without a buckaroo. So not only is she kind of Mm -hmm. like painting this picture, but also she's invoking pop culture icon Wolverine. Like what? Uh, (laughs) but I found this song and I greatly enjoy it. So this is, I want to be a cowboy baby from CMAT on Sound Opinions. You know, I got to say, Alex, this, uh, when, when I heard the track, I figured, okay, it's going to be catchy, and it is. And then I noticed the country element. I, di- I didn't know anything about the artist. You, you're mentioning the, the Dolly uh, vibe, and I get that. You know, it reminds me of this kind of whole area of kind of off-kilter, non-traditional music that is nonetheless, you know, kind of in the country umbrella. Like, I was thinking like Old Town Ro- uh, Road, you know, the Lil Nas track yeah, that just yeah, came yeah, out yeah. of nowhere. And this is the same kind of vibe. It's, it doesn't sound anything like Old Town Road, but it has that same kind of out of left field vibe where, oh, yeah, it's kind of a country mm-hmm. song. You know, you kind of wonder yeah. if these, these songs break through on country radio or not. It, it is winningly goofy, yeah. but brilliant, just like Alex. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Wow, okay. You want money from Alex, too. <laughs> we both want something. Yeah, we'll tell you later. Uh, Andrew Gill, yeah, our other producer. Uh, what have you got, my friend? Well, you know, kind of like Alex, uh, Alex's pick reminded me of Marissa Moss, who was on last week's show, uh, talking yeah. about the rainbow coalition of uh, country artists that are sort of outside the mainstream. And I have a pick that's not really country, more bluegrass, but um, mm. would probably be part, if you're putting together a large rainbow coalition, uh, he might fit into it. His name is Jake Blunt. Um and he was actually recommended by a listener email. Uh, a listener named mm. Josh Rubin emailed us and said uh, that we should check out Jake Blunt because he's, you know, a great artist and his family loves listening to his music. And yeah. All it's, right. And that's B-L-O-U-N. Yes, yes. He came up as like a traditional bluegrass player playing banjo. He like won the uh, Steve Martin Banjo Prize, which... I didn't know it was a thing, but um, apparently... Steve Martin's a serious banjo yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, and he's established this, you know, prize that's been given out awards for 12 years now, uh, so you mm. can get some serious money if you're uh, you're one of those recipients. Um, 
a little more academic mm. than we would normally get into, but this new album that just came out called The New Faith, it's on Smithsonian Folkways, but it's it's wow. really an interesting kind of Afro-futurist uh, reinterpretation of a lot of traditional type of bluegrass music. Um, and so this song I want to play is Didn't It Rain, which was, you know, first made popular by Sister Rosetta Tharp. It's a traditional mm -hmm. song, though. Um, and the thing that's kind of interesting, I mean, it's just, it just sounds good, and there's a good groove to it and and good guitar solos. But the idea of this album is that he's recontextualizing these songs to be kind of about climate change, you know, like, so that wow. didn't it rain hmm. was about the flood, you know, and Noah, but right. now it's about, um, you know, looking back on when the earth flooded, you know, from yeah, this yeah, futuristic yeah, yeah. point of view. From climate change. So recontextualizing the lyrics as well as the sound. I mean, that, <laughs> that scat rapping thing, uh, that, yeah, you're taking Sister Rosetta Tharp somewhere new. Yeah, and he's, you know, he's dressed up. He looks like Prince wearing, he's like got bondage gear and he's playing banjo. And you're like, <laughs> wow. Um, Whoa. So, yeah, here's the there song, uh, Didn't It Rain, Jake Blunt. Knock at the window, knock out the door. Crying, brother, can't you take a couple more? Brother said, well, your wallet looks a little thin. If you can't pay, you better learn to swim. Water rising in the morning. Water rising, water rising, keep rising all day long, keep rising all night long. Tell me, didn't it rain, 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 children? Rain, oh my lord, didn't it? Did you know, didn't it? Didn't it? Whoa, my lord, didn't it? Jake Blunt, BL. O-U-N-T, Didn't It Rain, great pick from Andrew, great pick from all of our producers, Greg. And we want to share the fun with listeners. Do you have a buried treasure we need to hear? Leave us a voice message on our website, soundopinions.org, or tell listeners about it in our Facebook group. When we come back, Greg and I will share our final picks, and we'll hear some listener feedback. That's in a minute on Sound Opinions. Well, it rained for today. And we're back. We've got two more buried treasures each before we turn the show over to our listeners. Jim, you are next. Uh, Greg, I'm going to a uh, one-man band called Korean Boyfriend, a.k.a. Uh, frontman, writer, and producer Stanley Cho. He records as Korean Boyfriend uh, with a mix of analog synth, uh, great melodies, weird production uh, tricks, uh, all recorded this new album, Yellow, all caps and in italics, uh, Yellow in a, uh, in a basement in Harlem <laughs> during mm -hmm. the pandemic. Um, Stanley, a.k.a. Korean Boyfriend, has uh, a lot to complain about. He's mm. angry, but he has a great sense of humor. Um, you know, he, he is complaining about the marginalization of people of Asian American heritage. He's complaining about cultural institutions that are all about marketing. He's nostalgic for the uh, rebellion of punk rock before it was co-opted. He's, you name it. And mm. Stanley's got a bone to pick with it, which I love. <laughs> um, you know, I, that's you and me too, right? You know, um, all done with a sense of humor, all done with uh, really interesting, dare I say, kind of Eno-esque, but, but, but really upbeat 
synth pop sensibility, uh, and and a fascinating upbringing too. Uh, he uh, he writes as a youth bored at his parents' Korean community church. He naively transformed the worship team into a screamo band. <laughs> now he's evolved into something else entirely. Millions of reasons is the title of this song, and there are millions of reasons that Stanley Cho is angry about the state of the world today, but in a fun way. Korean Boyfriend, Millions of Reasons, the new album is called Yellow. Yeah, uh, you know, when I when I first heard this track, I'm thinking they might be giants or something like that. And I, yeah. Uh, you know, but then I started listening, you know, and it just keeps getting nastier and, and nastier, nastier as it goes along. Oh, but this with is, a smile. It's, yeah, it's yeah. kind of a funny, upbeat track. And then you realize, oh, well, he's not, the words aren't so funny and upbeat. They're right. definitely skewering a variety of ills. In our society, I want to talk about a band called uh, Big Joni that I've actually been following for a while now. They they had a debut album in 2018, mm. and the follow up is just out. Back home is the name of the album. They're a London trio and uh, just got signed by Kill Rock Stars. Kill Rock Stars, for those who don't know, was uh, you know one of the most important indie labels in the country for the last few decades. Yeah, for and, sure. Uh, a lot of ties to the to the uh, Riot Girl movement. Here's a band from London that has clear Riot Girl uh, influences in in their music, um, and 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 you can hear it. They've toured with bands like Bikini Kill and Slater Kinney, and Idols are our favorites uh, mm-hmm. of, of recent vintage. Uh, they they build themselves as a black feminist punk band, and uh, there there's no two ways about it. Uh, but again, the songwriting is is high caliber. I think you're going to be able to hear it in this song. It's a straight-up love song, but even in this straight-up love song, a, a, a song about absence, about a separation from, from a loved one, uh, one of the key lines for it that sort of, to me, is emblematic of where they're coming from, I've compromised too many times in my life. You know, those yep. days are over. Uh, in My Arms is the name of the song. The band is Big Joni on Sound Opinions. Joni with In My Arms from the upcoming album Back Home on Sound Opinions. You know, compromise can be uh, a sign of maturity, right? Yeah, right. But, but it can also be a sign of just giving up Backing and, off. and apathy. And that's yeah. the kind of uh, compromising that Big Joni is taking aim at. All right, my last buried treasure for this episode, Greg, comes once again courtesy of Uncle Jim Testa. 
uh, he's not all that older than me, but I always call him uncle, right? <laughs> and and he just, I, I, you know, I mean, the amount of indie music that the dean of New Jersey fanzine hmm. uh, editors continues to listen to. So, you know, I get this email from Jim. What do you think of the new uh, Oneida album? And it's like, I, I don't know. I haven't listened to it, right? Mm. And not only have I not listened to it, I don't know how this band has escaped my attention. Since 2001, 16 albums yeah, to their problem. credit. Uh, a Brooklyn, New York band uh, whose influences include, and you know, stop me if you've heard this before from <laughs> me, uh, psychedelic rock, kraut rock, electronic Noise rock and minimalism. Oh, yeah. Okay, right. Um, this album in particular, another pandemic classic. Uh, they were in each other's circles, and so they got together after not recording since 2018. That is the longest gap in Oneida's uh, career, because uh, as I said, prolific, 16 albums. Uh, tied into that uh, New York uh, Reese Chatham noise rock mm-hmm, scene. Yeah. But but this is noise rock uh, or kraut rock um, as if Super Chunk were playing it. <laughs> <laughs> With that, you know, you know, Mac McCaughan's irrepressible indie pop gleefulness, even when he's right. angry and furious. Uh, speaking of furious, this is a song called Beat Me to the Punch. Uh, and you can hear the punching. The album, the new album uh, just released is called Success. Oneida, I'm sorry I've never played you before, but here it is now. Oneida beat me to the punch. Did you know about this band? How oh come yeah, I- no, I, I've known about them, and uh, but I, I love. I'm glad you got to this record. I, I just think it's uh, that track just blows me away. It's, yeah, uh, you know, it's a <laughs> blowtorch guitar on it. Man, they, no compromises being made there at all. Uh, I'm going to close this out with uh, a band called Pale Blue Eyes, and I go, okay, come on. If you, if you're going to call yourself Pale Blue Eyes, you better be. Good. One of the Velvet's uh, best songs. <laughs> if you're going to take any name from the Velvet Underground, yeah. you, you better. It, it, it's like a dare to critics. Right, you know? right. And it's kind of appropriate because, uh, you know, they, they kind of lean towards the, the, the gauzier side of the Velvet's uh, vast catalog. I mean, vast in terms of, 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 you know, the kinds of music they were addressing yeah. in, the, in there. The third album in, in particular was the, the Velvet's, Velvet's quietest yeah. record, and it was, I think these guys lean in that, that direction. It's a U.K. trio. It's a couple, Matt and Lucy Borden, a bassist, bassist named Aubrey Simpson. Um, and they, you know, they, I, 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 I love the backstory behind this little group is that, they, you know, they, they worked these crappy day and night jobs for years to finally build their own studio because they were getting tired of like going into a studio and spending a day there and spending all this money uh, to record a track. They wanted to spend their time working on, on their music in, yeah. in relative uh, solitude. And they got to that place with this record, Souvenirs, which is a beautiful record. You know, it's got the, the dream pop guitars. They love their vintage synthesizers. They piled up this little studio that they have with these Prophet 12s and these Moogs. And mm. you can hear that sound, that dreaminess in the, in the, in the music here. 
Um, I, I, I hear this record as sort of a, something that was crafted in relative isolation during a time of isolation for the entire world and sort of as a blissful antidote to all of that. Like yeah. we can go hide in this music for a while and sort of insulate ourselves from everything else that's going on in the world. And uh, here's one of the beautiful tracks on this record, Star Vehicle from Pale Blue Eyes. The album is called Souvenirs on Sound of Pain. Pale blue eyes, daring to name themselves after an iconic Velvet Underground track. And uh, living, they do a pretty good job. Living up to the promise, yeah. That wraps up our list of uh, buried treasures, and now we want to hear from you. Leave us a voice message at soundopinions.org about buried treasures you want to share. If you do, you could be featured on an upcoming episode like these listeners. New messages. Hey, Jim and Greg. Paul Kelly calling from Marcellus, New York. Thanks for your review of the Drive-By Trucker's latest record. Uh, I dig it too, and like Greg, I have loved this band ever since I heard Southern Rock Opera. But I do have to take exception with your depiction of Mike Cooley as the riff master of the band and Patterson Hood as kind of the bard. Cooley can turn a phrase just as well as Patterson and just as well as Isbell did when he was with the band. They're just different. Cooley is wry, he's sardonic, he's really funny, where Patterson writes more with allegory and devices like that. But they're both brilliant, brilliant lyricists uh, of equal measure and stature. So anyways, just wanted to stand up for Cooley. Thanks again for the review and for the show. Love the show. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hi, Sound Opinions. My favorite hero song is Danny Nadelko by Idols off of their 2018 album, Joy is an Act of Resistance. It is a celebration of immigrants and diversity, praising and honoring immigrants as heroes. Uh, for example, in the lines, he's made of bones, he's made of blood, he's made of flesh, he's made of love, he's made of you, he's made of me, unity. Thank you so much. Hello, I heard your show about uh, songs about heroes, and uh, you should check out Jimmy Anderson's song, Hero. Thanks. I've heard and seen what you can do, and now the whole world knows it too, how bright your light can shine, and rescue souls like mine, so I thank you. My hero This is Malka calling from Baltimore, Maryland, and I'm calling to respond to your recent review of Muna's self-titled album. 
And I just wanted to say that I was listening to that album on repeat while riding my bike to Pride. And I just felt like it was such a gift to finally have for Muna an album that's really focused on queer joy. Um, Because obviously, you know, they've had those songs in the past, like Number One Fan or I Know Place. But most of their music really has focused on like the messy feelings of finding yourself or queer heartbreak. And this album does have some of those breakup songs, but it really focuses on like the joy of being yourself and knowing who you are in, in such a fun, in a way that a lot of their other albums haven't seemed as focused on. And I love all their music, but I think this album was wonderful to have, especially now uh, in the state of the world being as it is. Makes me want to try Hi, this is Mark out in Mancus, Colorado. Thanks for that interview with uh, Pedro the Lion. Enjoyed hearing from an artist who's still trying to uh, figure things out and process his world and his past. It was a great interview. Great uh, live version of that drum song that Jim has been pushing, promoting for a long time and uh, justifiably so. Thanks again for a great chat. My name's Dylan and uh, I just listened to your recent episode on rock and movies and I don't know if you mentioned it in the episode, but my favorite movie that incorporates rock music has to be Singles with Bridget Fonda and Matt Dillon. I remember watching that movie when I was 15 years old and just all of it seemed so cool and adult, you know, being in Seattle in the 90s and Pearl Jam. It was so raw, but also really kind of sophisticated in a weird way. And to this day, one of my favorite movies of all time. And I think it incorporates the music in such a fundamental and cool way. No more messages. Always great to hear from our listeners, Greg. And thank you, everyone who lent us your opinions. To be featured on the show, leave a voice message on our website, soundopinions.org. Mr. Cott, what do we have on the show next week? Next week, very cool. Uh, Kurt Vile makes a return appearance on this show after many years. It was a fantastic performance and interview, if I do say so myself, that yeah. I think you're going to enjoy. And don't forget to check out our bonus podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. We taped uh, Kurt at the Brew House, uh, Goose Island, and it was it was good to get out of the house. Yeah, Greg. it was nice. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> For more sound opinions, listen to our podcast wherever you find such things. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this program belong solely to sound opinions and not necessarily to Columbia College Chicago or our sponsors. Thanks, as always, to our Patreon supporters. Sound Opinions is produced by Andrew Gill, Alex Claiborne, our associate producer, Sol Delgadillo, and our Columbia College intern, Lauren Holt. Our social media consultant is Katie Cott.